From the 305 to the 303, welcome to TCSP. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dr. Brian and the Casually Serious Band. Yeah, were we spook? Was that spooky? <laughs> spooky, scary stuff. Spooky and scary stuff. What's going spooky. on, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, we got some, we got a few people on the line already, man. Good stuff. It's October. It's we're excited. Out. It's Halloween month. Listen, by the <laughs> way, <laughs> I, I didn't even talk to you about this off the air, but I'm going to remind you on air, Ken. Okay. That cell phone idea you had, we need to go with it. Okay. Especially with Halloween coming out, so. Think about why, that. Why does that make it different or better? Because I, I think I think people are more mischievous during October. Uh-huh. Uh, closer to Halloween, they'll be more inclined to 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 do these things. So to jump into that thing. Okay. Oh, All right, shit. Man. We'll get that going Ooh. then. Ah. Frightening. Frightening Enough of that shit, Tammy. Cut that out. Spooky. That stuff is it's horrifying. Spooky. We just got a black cat a couple weeks ago, named it Spooky. Spooky. I, do, I remember seeing that. That's so yeah. awesome, man. Congratulations. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, ha, spooky black cat. You guys like spooky things, spooky spiders? I don't know. I mean, it's Halloween. What can I say? Spiders are cool. Spiders are cool. <laughs> oh, man. So, folks, we, uh, you know, we decided that we wanted to pop one of these guys out. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if you guys took the moment that it took to realize that the number five is being uh, represented by the digits on the person's hand coming up through this uh, top five horror movies episode. At any rate, we want to start by saying this stuff doesn't necessarily <laughs> want to say boo. This doesn't have to be a Halloween movie per se. It doesn't need to be a movie that has a typical slasher um, feel to it. It could just be something that scared you. That's at least what we're going with on this anyway, because there's so many movies that have come out from the time I was a kid that could be labeled a horror film all the way up to right now. And those are movies like Contagion, 28 Days Later, shit that's kind right. of too, some of the shit gets a little too realistic and that's what gets terrifying. Uh, I think The Purge falls into those categories. So there's also a debate as to what people think a classic horror film is or what kind of horror film could be labeled a horror film. Horror film. But for this episode, we don't care. We're going with our list and that's it. Right. Um, so but that's kind of yeah. usually how we do it here anyway. It's just yeah. there's norms are out the window. It's just whatever, you know, we feel fits into the category of what we're discussing. And this is perfect. This is perfect to start October. It might be a bit early, but I like it. We're going to, you know, this theme will, will work through October. Well, we will. Um, we'll do something a little bit more Halloween oriented, I think, as the weeks come. Um, as you know, I've got a bunch of stuff happening over here. We're trying to do a bunch of weird, crazy things that we haven't done before. So, uh, at any rate, uh, do you want to go? Do you want to go? Your number five, or uh... sure, man, bring it on, dude. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, go man. ahead, call it out. What is your number five, Ken? Man, right. your number five horror movie or horror film? My number five horror movie will be Paranormal Activity. This is what I'm going with, and. Okay. Now, this is, you know, a, a fairly, I guess, whatever, newer movie. It was uh, released in 2007. It cost a whopping $15,000 to shoot this thing, if anybody watched nice. it. It was just filmed in what they call found footage convention, which is where it just looks like you're kind of watching everything through this footage that is being made by the person who's putting this thing together. And for those of you who haven't seen this before, Basically, the movie centers on a young couple that have a supernatural presence in their home. And then they set up cameras to kind of document what's haunting them and what's happened to them. And it's just freaky. So this movie for me uh, freaked me out because you're sleeping. Like you're most vulnerable when you're sleeping. You don't know what's happening around you. You're asleep and you're, you feel safe generally. Anywhere you're going to go to sleep is a place where you feel safe. When you start seeing stuff that's happening 
while you're sleeping in your bedroom. When you see that video, those images of a person sleeping on a bed, you're imagining that yourself. And all of a sudden there's something's moving around, you know, which very clearly looks to be like a human shape working its way around your bed while you sleep. You feel this energy or body or creature, yeah, whatever it might cool. be, but you don't see it per se. So yeah, man, this movie freaked me out. Um, yeah, it got corny in the way that they try to put that that Hollywood ending to it when this was bought by, I think it was Paramount and uh, for cheap to this day. it's the I guess it was the highest uh, profit movie ever made for what it was purchased really? for to what it uh, for to what it went out there. I mean, other than advertising and all that, I'm sure there wasn't much to putting the movie together and there was no famous actors in this movie at all. And that was, uh, you know, purposely as well. So, right. um, you know, they've gone on to do so many more. And honestly, I haven't seen much more beyond, beyond the first one. <laughs> that was enough for me to see what they're doing. I see what they're doing. They're coming out with one in 2021, I believe, this year. So um, they're, they're still kind of pushing this thing out with this franchise of paranormal activity. But that very first one got me. And for some reason, because I just am a sucker for a scare, I, I took it a step further and uh, went out there. Actually, Dr. Brian to see that movie. Uh, the first time and afterwards uh, we decided we would drive out to the darkest possible place we could which was out into the Everglades and we went all the way out to the Midway campsite for those of you that know the Everglades it's a good distance we drove um, and out at the Midway campsite there's nothing uh, nothing and there's nothing for many miles in either direction so it was pitch black I mean you can't see your hand in front of your face kind of black after we freaked ourselves out watching that movie why I don't know and then we just got freaked out more and jumped in the car and hauled us home. But <laughs> that's it, why, because that's the fun part of all it. of that. It really was. It really was. You see, how, really see was. how far you can go before you 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 freak out. I guess. Yeah. It's it's like, what's that noise? What's that noise? Let's get the hell out of here. And of course, I slept with the light on and just I don't I, whatever I slept that night. It, I don't know that movie. That movie did a little number on me, man. I gotta say, I, I dig horror movies. I don't get scared that easy. But I guess the almost realness of it. I understand it's a supernatural thing, but. I, there's still something to that, right? I mean, you believe 100%. what you believe, but there's something to that energy and there's something there. So that one, that one got me. Paranormal activity. Well, let's see. I'm looking right now. Um, what year this came out? All right. So between Blair Witch and this movie, there was about, it looks like eight years. So I was wondering if, that paranormal like paranormal activity was sort of that first wave of popular bigger blair witch style movies right because right. blair witch was all in that handheld sort of shaky frame yep. uh this is a little bit different it's actually sort of set up but at the same time that it, that i kind of see it's kind of interesting to see how uh technology seeped its way into movies and that's a great that's a, one of the great examples of it if i'm being honest yeah um definitely. i remember seeing that one but as you said i don't think i've seen any other paranormal activity after that one you know um, it's funny you said that because just as you said that it made me think it wasn't actually um paranormal activity that i saw with dr brian and went out into the darkness of midway campsite it was blair witch and as soon as you said blair witch it reminded me of that so yeah so i kind of mixed a couple of them up there sorry about that I didn't see paranormal activity with him, but it doesn't really matter. It still freaked me out. Dr. Brian doesn't watch this, dude. He doesn't give a shit. That's matter. true. He just makes the music and moves on. He's, he just moves on. He's just so busy. He's out there touring the world. Man. Give me my proceeds and let's keep on moving. So since I am a whopping year older than Ken, uh, <laughs> even though this is on my list, uh, this is on my list out of respect. I've seen a lot of great movies since this movie came out. A lot of scary movies, obviously. But for the time, this movie was pretty freaky all right and i'm gonna go with the ob for the obvious reasons um I, even even as a young person i found sort of the anti-religion jokes that were made sort of funny uh but other than that it was very gory and it certainly was terrifying the first it was the first scary movie i remember seeing um the other one that made more of an impact is on my list but there was just something about this movie in particular um, seeing it as a young kid, which I guess is sort of the reason why we aren't really um, allowed to watch <laughs> these kinds of movies as a kid, because we wind up talking about them when we're 48 years old on our podcast about how it truly did terrify me uh, for a good portion of my life. But, you know, just 
when it comes down to some of the imagery and I'm trying to get some uh, right now, um, I just remember, I remember not being allowed to see this movie, which made me just want to see it a hell of a lot more. And because we had sort of the, the gore of the pea soup green vomit happening <laughs> and uh, Linda Blair with the head spin and saying the, Oh, so nasty things to the priests in the room. Um, mm. That just, it, it just needed to be on there. And again, I, I guess maybe, it did scare me, that's for sure, but it didn't scare me, I don't think, as much as the other movies on this list, which is why it needed to be number five out of my top five, not number one. Um, so I give credit to everybody in that movie. I mm -hmm. think, and, and if I'm being honest, I I lump The Exorcist and The Omen in at the, in the same, sort of as the same movie, even though they're not. So when I think of one, I automatically think of the other. I would have put The Omen on here, but I just think The Exorcist needed to be on there because... Uh, it's the friggin' exorcist. So um, it's uh, and re religion is scary in itself. So what a great topic to start a, a horror film about to do a horror film about back then, which I believe was 78, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it was terrifying. Uh, I saw it obviously not long after it was out because we were able to see the birth of VHS, which is when I was able to repeatedly get terrified and terrorized <laughs> uh, right. over and over and over again with the help of the rewind button. So The Exorcist goes on as my number five all-time horror film. Ken, man, give me your number four, man. Let's hear what your number four is. So number four, mm. I am going to go with a fairly newer movie, 2002. I'm going with The Ring. And this is a remake of a Japanese movie. I actually just learned that in, in this today, I have to say. And um, a lot of these movies, I guess, are. So I should have realized that. And this movie, though, was also made with uh, no, you know, A-list actors. They did purposely didn't want anybody big in this movie. The rendition that they tried to to produce from uh, the American filming of this movie versus the Japanese movie, uh, they were really hoping that they would get kind of that Japanese group to jump over and say, hey, we really like what you did here. But most people didn't. Americans loved this movie. Um, it, it did very well in Europe as well. It grossed an incredible amount of money. Um, absolutely another movie that just freaked me out. And, and here we are with something, you know, another it, it, a supernatural horror film, if you really want to think about it. But the story itself is what I think really kind of got me with this movie as well. Yeah. You know, just, no doubt, just the fact about the tape, you watch this tape, you know, it's so you're good, gonna die, you're going to get a phone call and it just says seven days. And in seven days, you're dead. I mean, and, and then to learn what they had to do, you had to make a copy and you had to get somebody else out of you. You basically had to kill somebody else to save yourself. And sorry if I gave it away, but y'all should have seen The Ring by now. But still, that Come movie- Come on, man, for God's sake, that's that, not a spoiler, yeah. Right, yeah, thank you. <laughs> that movie is an absolute, absolute, just one of these kind of just jumps out at you sort of thing. And it, it just has its moments in it where you feel like things, something's gonna happen and it does a very good job of not letting anything happen at that moment, but then it gets you a minute later. Um, that, uh, kids, man, Exorcist as well, as you were just talking about, anything with kids, it just freaks me out, man. Kids can be so freaky when they act all just kind of spooky and stuff <laughs> like that. And just like, it just creeps me out, man. So if The Exorcist was that much freakier because it was happening to a 12-year-old. You know, if that was if that was happening to someone else. Look at this little thing. I don't even know if that's a little girl. I don't know what it's supposed to be, but it's got long, black, wet hair all the time. It's coming out of TV sets. It's crawling slowly, then quickly. Then it's not there. <laughs> then it's in your face. I mean, in that face, it's just that was in my, like, for the next three, four, five months in my head, that face and just... It did a good job. And again, I dig scary movies. I don't think stuff like this would have scared me much, but The Ring, it's a good movie, man. It's a good and the first time around. Don't be one of these, oh no, no, because you've seen it and you let it, you know, you know what's coming, bullshit. You watch it the first time, you see what that movie does to you. It's it's gonna get you, man, if you haven't seen it. I didn't ruin too much. So watch it anyway if you haven't. Yeah, it's the it's, it's definitely that's the story. It was a good one, man. It was it was sort of that classic, um, uh, I guess. What do we what do we used to call those chain letters? Or where you, when you go into right, right. the you go into the bathroom and you say something three times and like that's always like the worst thing in the world to do. Like mm -hmm. it's it, it's sort of Candy a great man. play on that and the fact Candy that man. it was right right <laughs> the fact that it was a VHS tape. You know, like right. It's so it, it made it just made it it made it scarier to people like us. 
that were sort of in that, you know, passing around VHS tapes to each other. And then, oh, dude, we didn't mean to give you that one. Don't watch it. <laughs> Don't and watch then it's that. like, it's too late. Like, you can't call do anything him, about call it. Him. Yeah. Just say seven days. And there's always, and I remember, and I don't want to go into it, but there was loopholes that I think you could get around in order to not die in that movie. But again, don't overthink it like I did. I'm just kind of that household when it comes to those kinds of movies. But I thought that was a great movie. And when it comes to when it comes to Asian horror films, because there's stuff outside of areas outside of Japan, um, they're just they're really really amazing, man. They it's just a different kind of terror. I find it to be a little bit more of a pure terror. Obviously, they didn't have to do much more than get sort of a, a girlish figure that crawls out of a screen that's just dark black and all the places you want to focus on that you can't. You know, it's right. kind of it's kind of terrifying. But yeah, man, I love that movie. And they did a lot with those movies too, with a lot of the um, Asian films too that came out. You know, The Grudge and stuff like that. The Eye. They weren't received anywhere as well as no. The Ring was. Um, but they 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 do that a lot, I guess. And, and it makes sense because really at the end of the day, it's that story um, and the way that they're able to tell that story. And if it winds up being something that you can actually buy into a little bit and uh, freaks you out, this one just did that very well. It just it was put together with the right combination of of that of that scare, you know, those quick scares that you want to get that kind of jump out at you scares. And it also made you think at the same time kind of what was happening to try to follow the, you know, the storyline. And at the end of the day, I mean, the story was kind of neat in, in what it did and, and how they kind of wrapped it up at the end. Good movie. Yeah, they did a great job with it, man. I, uh, you know, I'd be struggling to find creepier movies than that. <laughs> um, unless, of course, you're talking about my number four all-time favorite horror film. Dead by Dawn! Dead by Dawn! <laughs> Evil Dead 2. If you have not seen this cinematic masterpiece, and again, I don't need to say it any more than if you've already seen High Fidelity with John Cusack and Jack Black, how they go off on a little tangent about if you haven't seen this movie, I'm just feel sorry for you at this point in your life. And that movie came out like 15 years ago. So if you have not seen this movie yet and have not gotten some of the visuals such as this or been able to see Ash put his face up against a mirror and then all of a sudden be pulled into that mirror or to have one of these freaky freaking <laughs> dead by zomb dead by dog zombies rip this poor freaking girl's head off and he goes into this absolute monster nightmare acid trip subsequently i should say the first time i saw this movie uh, i probably was uh on hallucinogenics so uh, yeah, 100% I was. But I was able to watch it multiple times after and be equally as freaked out about it. This was the first horror film I ever saw that blended in maniacal comedy into the middle of it. Just the way he would speak to, he'd break that wall and speak to the characters and speak to the audience, work shed. Uh, we got to find the work shed. You know, and he's talking to people and they didn't really go out of their way to make the scary parts too scary or the animatronics terrifying they were just sort of rubbery and weird on purpose and that shit blew my mind man i don't know what else to say other than they made an amazing tv series uh that picks up at the uh right where the movie ends off uh called ash versus evil dead uh, i believe it was on tnt or usa for a while and i think they canceled it i have no freaking idea why but it was an amazing show with bruce campbell obviously uh, but all the jokes from this movie where it was in that TV show, it has a massive cult following. I don't know where I would be right now if, if in my taste of um, horror and comedy if it wasn't for Evil Dead 2, man. Have you seen this movie? Of course, man. This is a great, great movie. And uh, the, the, the use of the stop motion animation, uh, <laughs> the prosthetic makeup, I mean, they take it to a different level. And it was the beginning of being able to do this kind of of stuff in horror movies that added a little bit of that comedy to it as well. So, uh, because it was made to to look fake, but to right. still freak you out at the same time. But the, the stop motion animation, I thought was the best part of it because they're able to kind of like make their creatures move independently, do different types of things that you never really saw that uh, put together in a horror movie before. So uh, th th it is a great movie. It's got what you need with the, with the gore, the slasher, the, everything to it. So. Um, and, and and just the, the comedic value to it, I think, adds something uh, that that definitely makes it a true horror film, but still kind of uh, can put a smile on your face at the same time. I'm trying to find this um, if I if I'm able to get it real quick. I don't know if I will. 
I'll entertain you with scares. <laughs> this, I think this right here is what you're talking about. <laughs> you said spooky, guys. I'm sorry okay. if our, trying to be spooky. Our, our host is trying to terrify you right now, dude. Nah. There it is. There it is. <laughs> I almost let your head roll right down oh your Oh, my arm. God. It's hey. just been, that was during like a very sexy thing, too, where something very horrible happens with a tree limb. And oh, my God, man, like <laughs> you you need to watch that movie, dude. If you, you think do. anything with great graphics is terrifying, you need to watch this movie because <laughs> it is the know. worst freaking graphics. You will, but it fits so beautifully. Yes, it does. Forever and ever shout out to Evil Dead 2, man. Good call. I like that yeah, one. Man. That was a good call. So you're number four. Uh, am I am four or three. I'm on three, man. I'm ahead Are of you, you, remember? Yeah, Are man. Three. Sorry, dude. Uh, this is a popular one, so I think people will know this one. But it definitely freaked me out. It was also at a time, you know, at uh, uh, 10 years old, I think, when this movie came out. Nightmare on Elm Street. Come on, man. Nice. Freddy Krueger's a freak. You go to sleep. Bad things happen again with the bed and the sleeping and the safe place, man. It just freaks me out. Now I got to worry about what's going to happen when I go to bed. And yeah. th this movie, again, psychological. Um, at the same time, it's your slasher movie. So you have everything. Moxie, what's up, baby girl? How are you, sweetie? Aww. You got freaked out because of Freddy. I had to take it off the screen. Oh, sorry, puppy. Sorry, Moxie. That, listen though, but th this movie for sure, and there's just these Freddie himself, but there's other parts of this movie that just stick in my brain, you know. And again, it was right before I'm really getting into going to school and just you know getting into junior high school, and you start getting into going down these long hallways and your high school with the lockers, and then there's this scene with a girl in a body bag, and the body bag drags across the hallway. Uh, and now you think I could walk down a school hallway the same after watching that? How do I do that? I walk out of a class yeah. to go somewhere like what, what, between classes and there's nobody there. Now that's freaking scary, man. It's just there's this movie absolutely got me for sure because this and, and early. This got me young. You know, I'm watching this movie 12, 13 and absolutely freaked me out. In, in so many ways. But yeah. uh, the biggest part of it just was that whole worrying about going to sleep. Um, you know, I had a waterbed. I, and there's a scene in that thing. I get sucked into his waterbed, and then his yeah. blood goes flying out all over the room. And the so room good, dude. Blood. It's, an, it's fantastic. I mean, at the end of the movie, getting pulled through that little part of the window on the door, I had one of those on my door, one of those little windows, you know? And then, then the mom gets, like, sucked through the door. It's like, I couldn't get near that thing, you know? And I walk out <laughs> my door, and like, no, I don't like that. It's all this crazy stuff that sticks in your head that just when you see something and you relate it to what you do every day or whatever. And in this case, it's freaking sleeping, man. I sleep every day. Your meth hair it is. <laughs> That's that just, you know, so and now forever it's blood inside of a waterbed. I can't, I know, I know waterbeds ever again. I don't think they even make those things anymore. But either way, they shouldn't. And this movie on the, I mean, there was many more. Uh, Dream Warriors was not bad. Number three. Number two was terrible. Yeah. I don't know what they did after that. Freddy vs. Jason was kind of funny. But for me, Friday... Never I mean, saw sorry. those crossovers. I, I watched that one. It was funny, though. Not scary. But Nightmare on Elm Street 1. Absolutely scary movie. Still is. Has a lot, a lot of humor to it as I'm older, obviously, and silliness. But that's absolutely a movie that's definitely going to be there in your mind when you're getting ready to go to bed. Brandy, good call. Salem, yeah, that's, that's a good Very one. Good. And Ken mm -hmm. Man was actually talking about Poltergeist too. That's that's right. sort of, you know. And I, 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 for some reason, I want to say that that movie came out when we were kids, obviously during Halloween, because I always attach Poltergeist to Halloween for some reason. I don't know why. I don't feel like it was. It definitely wasn't a Halloween movie at all. Uh, but at right. the same time, that was a good one, man. That was a scary one for when we were kids. There's just, I don't know. There's I, my list. I had to think about what I put on there. I didn't. You know, I could easily we could do a show like the greatest horror films from the 80s, the right. greatest horror films okay. from the 90s. And you'd have 50 of them from every single, you know, decade. That's true. Um, we kind of had to come up with some new ones. Uh, Erwin's saying he doesn't know what you've missed, but the answer is always the moment. <laughs> Thank you, man. I yeah. had that. I had yeah, that. You did mention there. the omen early. So, yeah. I consider it to be equal to The Exorcist. And it's sort of the same kind of movie, the anti-religion sort of craziness involved in all that so good call on that 
And what's um, up, Erwin? And what's up, Erwin? Exactly, <laughs> man. Exactly. So yeah, you did. Uh, that's that's your three. Damn, you're right. All right. Well, listen, that, man. We're moving right along here, dude. We're gonna see. We got this new format. We're going for like the 35 to 40 minute shows. Keep you all interested. In and out, man. Boom. Come check us out, and then we're out of the way. I'm really okay. hoping. I'm hoping that that yeah that that works out, man. Let's see. We just want to keep you guys interested and not bore you. Yeah, I guess sort of. Well, a little yeah, bit boring. It's some kind of downtime, a little bit to a show. Give us a break. A way bit, but Wait, you know what? I was saying at the top of this episode that we didn't need to necessarily have a movie that had anything to do with Halloween. We're just That's talking true. about a horror film. Hey, I'm giving you the ones that scared me, man. I'm being straight up. These are the ones that scared. There's plenty more. I'm just telling you right. that these are the ones that kind of scared me and stick in my mind. Number three on my list scared me and scares me to this day. It is. Oh, it sparked a fascination that I had my entire life because of this creature. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jaws. I bring you Jaws mm. as my number three horror movie of all time. Now, I don't necessarily need to explain the plot here on this one, and I don't mm -hmm. even need to grace you with the humor mm -hmm. that was Jaws 3 and 3D with Dennis Quaid and uh, the screaming, all of a sudden, the shark had vocal cords. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't really know what was going there. <laughs> that first one, man. Woo! They did a great job with it, man. I, I, re I just remember not wanting to go in my bathtub anymore. Uh, I remember not wanting to go in my pool anymore. That that movie screwed me up. Pool. Yeah, it fucked me up pretty good, man. But honestly, I'm not even joking. I know a lot about a lot of different kinds of sharks. I started studying <laughs> them because I was, I was wondering why I was so afraid of them. And a funny little note is I actually felt bad for this shark because I remember having the soundtrack to this movie on 45. The front side, A side, was the intro. Dun, 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 dun. The other side was the outro after he was brutally murdered um, by a shot to the mouth with a uh, with a um, uh, what the hell oxygen tank in it, which we've proven to be uh, impossible. Uh, the song that Proven, was playing, we tried as, yeah, as he sank to the floor, there was a very sad song, and I remember being a kid and crying listening to that because Aww. I was so sad that that shark was killed. Even though it was running around murdering everybody, it didn't make a difference to me. Between the movie, music, um, the the scene where uh, Quint gets uh, just absolutely eaten from the feet up. Um, uh, let's see. I'm trying to pull that up right now, actually. Um, I was looking for pictures. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 the it's those little things that get burnt in your burnt into your head because I always said to myself, you know, now what am I going to do if I'm in a situation where uh, there's a shark around me? And the answer is nothing because you're dead if they want you dead. So, uh, <laughs> oh, sorry about the blurriness, guys, but yeah, this is the part where he kicks his feet, and when the shark bites <laughs> down on his stomach, he spits blood out into the camera. Yes, and lovely. dude, are you fucking kidding me, man? Are you fucking kidding me right now? That you get movie, a little bit of blood on the camera, you get the little splatter. Dude, it's lovely. It's awesome. That shit scarred me for life, dude. What do you it's What do you think thing. about Jaws, man? So Jaws for me, I mean, I wouldn't have really originally thought of it as a horror movie, even though it absolutely is. I get it. Uh, but yeah. when thinking of horror movies, this wouldn't be where I would go. But that said, it is a movie that scares me to this day. I yeah. will not really get into any body of water where <laughs> I can't see the bottom. If I can't yeah. see the bottom, I'm not going in. It's that simple. I build pools. People ask me about dark bottom pools and black bottom pools. I'm like, yeah, they look cool. If that's what you like. Personally, I want to know what's at the bottom of anything I get in, even yeah. a swimming yeah, pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every And it's because of that. And it's because of the scene in Jaws from the shark's angle when he's looking up at the little dangly feet. Yeah. And that's all you are. <laughs> You're just these little dangly feet to this monster. And that's what he's looking up. It's just his pick. It's like, you know tasty chicken wings or something you just go and you grab them yum you pluck them yum 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 i don't want to be that vulnerable anywhere and oh my god man i am to this day scared of that and i tell people i'm i'm a jaws baby and i i tell people like that this is why i don't do that like hey we're out here in the middle of the ocean you want to jump in no i mean if we go closer to shore and i can see it, it's you know 15 20 feet deep of clear water i know a shark can still be there i get it but I can see the bottom, and I'm generally close to shore. 
I feel a little safer. I understand plenty of shark attacks happen there too, but right. I'm not going to totally wipe out water sports. I'm not going yeah. where I can't see the bottom, you know? I'll go water skiing out in a bay that's six feet deep, eight feet deep, where I know there's no sharks. I know the movie, they get into the bay and shit like that, but it doesn't happen over here, I don't think. I have like a shark fence in my mind. I'm scared that's of that the, movie. That's the that blending. Reason. I know. It's the blending of the reality of the animals that are in the ocean at all and can go anywhere times, they want. <laughs> anytime. And the reality of the fact that you are, that any of these things that happen in this movie could happen. Other than the oxygen tank, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> any of That's the shark-related murders, if you will, which are just right. feedings, if you think about them from a uh, sure from that perspective, they are, they are just feedings. Um, I don't, I don't really know. If there's a movie that's anything like it. I know that it was based off of a movie that Spielberg already did. That was about a truck that hunted down people on the highway, and the truck was sort of the shark. He eventually reimagined it as as that, which I thought was pretty interesting. But that yeah, sharks, man. I, I I remember going on my honeymoon in Hawaii, and we were in Kauai, and I was like walking out, and then I was realized, oh, I know exactly where we are. This is where I will find uh, tiger sharks <laughs> and hammerheads. Uh, and automatically, I was starting to say the species that were indigenous to the area. My wife's like, great, that's fucking great. Now I'm screwed. You back know, onto I'm the like, sand. Let's have a nice beach day. <laughs> walk back a little bit further, dude. Whatever. <laughs> that ankle deep water is nice. Yeah. Yeah, man. But anyway, Jaws, Jaws did it to me. And again, we're talking I'll about horror films that are horrific and they stayed with me for the for for the you know for all of my life up to this, to this point day. right now. <laughs> to this yeah. day. Yeah. All right. That's a good one too. When you got there, a number two. I like it. You got number two coming up right ah, now. All right, number two. All right. My number two is uh, this was I think one of the first for me as far as uh, my horror movies. And um, it, obviously there's a whole franchise here, but Friday the thirteenth. And Friday the 13th, a slasher movie, obviously. A big part of this was that uh, Jason Voorhees was just cool looking. And we were all into the idea of what this guy was all about. I would say, I know, actually, I shouldn't even say I would say because this movie came out in 82, so I was eight. Um, but when I finally saw these movies, which would have been a few years later, probably four or five years later, I was able to watch them you know, in succession. And in watching Friday the 13th part one, it's a great movie, and the setup is awesome in the what it does. I'm not saying great movie cinematography-wise. Obviously, it's a cheap horror movie, but it's done well. The story is very solid. Um, yep. It's just that when it gets to be what you're dealing with at the end of the show, um, you know, it kind of it kind of throws you off a little bit with how this one ends. And for that reason, Friday the 13th Part 2 is the better movie. And to take them together, I feel that they just should be together. It's one movie, right. one and two. Because um, you really need to watch them together. You can't watch one and not two. And you 100%. certainly can't watch two if you haven't seen one. So it's one and two. After that, it really doesn't matter in this franchise. Three and four do go with one and two. One through four is the best. If you just watch one through four, then you're awesome. Three is kind of eh, but it still has enough of the gore, the slash, the jump out at you type of stuff that you want from a movie like that. Um, to, to be included in that. I think they wrap it up really well in uh, in Friday the 13th for the final chapter. Of course, they come back and make many more. Oh, it was intended to be 13 chapters of this anyway from the get-go, um, but there was just so many different, obviously, directors for these different movies, and they started the whole series. It was actually 1980 uh, that Friday the 13th Part 1 was released. So from between 80 and then... Uh, when they remade the original in 2009, Friday the 13th, uh, they did that. You really saw that. But what was crazy is through all these movies, you only had the same director one time, and that was uh, Steve Steve Miner, who did both two and three. But that's it. You know, Sean Cunningham Damn. started it, and then from that point on, it was a different director through every single movie, all the way through. Steve Miner doing two and three was the only one that that stayed together on that. And it, it, the, the production team stayed similar because uh, Cunningham was involved with the production pretty much throughout. So that's really where you get a lot of this, um, you know, you get the, the the will for them to have enough money to come back and have Alice Cooper do the soundtrack for five. And he's back, the man behind the mask. Terrible freaking song, man. I love Alice, but damn, that song is so bad. Um, but it fits the terrible movie. So yeah. it's actually it actually all goes together. But 
you know, again, I mean, it's classic you know, uh, Jason Voorhees as far as just your, your, your slasher guy. You know, Mike Myers, obviously, you can kind of almost interchange them. I know Halloween was ahead of uh, Friday the 13th, but they were completely different movies, um, even though your, your, your hero, and, and in horror movies, of course, your slasher is your hero, it, are, are similar characters kind of in the way that they move and the way that they work. But um, you know, here's Jason with Mama, so it's it's just a beautiful it's a beautiful thing here. You know, it's just uh, it's a it's a good it's a good movie. It's a, it's just a, you know, at the end of the day, it's just about a lost boy who just wanted to be loved, man. I mean, that's really all that happened. You know, it's a, it, he just got uh, separated from his mom. He wasn't hand. It wasn't taken care of properly, and those counselors had to pay. They you guys didn't do shit. You guys didn't do shit about Jason. He was fucking drowning. You think this is fucking some crazy supernatural shit? It's not. You screwed up. You, you had like exactly. one job and all you wanted to do was smoke your reefer and play in your very short shorts and run mm -hmm. around and mm -hmm. not care about the kid. And that's what happens. You and doing the sex. Up. They're doing the sex thing. They're the not sex. paying attention to the kids. All it's, the sex, it, you guys. It's just... It's terrible. They, all those counselors had to die. And they had to die the way they died. I mean, machetes through the crotch and, you know, I, the sex scene where it comes up through the back from under the bunk bed. There's just so many great killings in Friday the 13th, one through four. But you get a lot of it in two. <laughs> you, you really right. want to watch two. That's you want to watch them back watch. to back. You yeah, do, they, they, because they you have to watch ante. one, but you'll appreciate it when you watch two. Better kills in number two. They started yes. up in the ante, and it was in it all. It was all, it just all felt better. And I don't know if you folks, I don't know how many of you guys and gals out there are gamers. But let me just say, if you have not played Friday the 13th, the newest video game, which has been out for like eight years, it's not the greatest game in the world, but my God, is it fun. It is basically one person is Jason, and the rest of you are camp counselors. And you have to work together to pick up different parts of things to get into a car to try and drive away. But the way they have it set up with the superpowers you have, Jason doesn't die. He has no way of dying. Actually, he has one way of dying, but it's almost impossible to get it done. You have to find the mother's sweater and wear it and then lure him somewhere, which is insane. But the video game is amazing. And it's all online. So you all play with different people every time you go in. It's amazing. But yes, Friday the 13th, 1 and 2 need to be one of... You need to sit down and watch them back to back um, without, you know, without really forgetting one or the other. They have to be sort of one long movie. One hundred percent. Definitely. And no matter what you call the slasher, whatever the case may be, it's it's still a scary movie. It's a horror film. There's a, yes, a bunch of horrific shit that happens in there. So. Um, all right. Well, my number two, ladies and gentlemen, if I haven't given you enough hints here in any way, shape or form is in my opinion, one of the greatest horror films of all time with the word horror in it. The Amityville Horror, 1978, I believe, is the original one when that came out. Um, this movie had a very, very lasting mark on me. Me and my brother <laughs> used to terrorize each other with this movie in a lot of different ways. The la la, all the scary, dude, all the imagery, everything. Uh, it really, really messed me up, man. It had me for a long, to the point to where right now I am still involved in at least one Amityville Horror fan page on Facebook. Wow. Um, we don't really talk about, I, I don't get involved in any of the supernatural part of it because it's my opinion that everything that happened after the murder that happened before the Lutzes moved in was true. And everything after that was bullshit because the Lutzes were a bunch of black magic practicing like acid freaks. Right. probably hallucinated themselves out of a house and realized they couldn't pay for this ginormous house they got cut on um they got a great deal on the house because the, uh, a family was murdered in it before they moved in there but uh they decided to sort of in my opinion they decided to sort of run with that but at the time the fact that the house was haunted that the walls were bleeding um that the you know the imaginary giant floating pig that only the daughter could see uh named jody who she spoke to all the time just the way they framed it. Um, Margot Kidder did a freaking amazing job as uh, Kathy Lutz, and uh, James mm -hmm. Brolin was uh, was amazing as George Lutz. The rest of the the rest of the cast was made up of kids, but um, the house itself became uh, uh, an icon to me and millions of other people. It's not just me, obviously, mm -hmm. but the house. Uh, I've even asked my wife, you know, when we're looking, you know, we've been looking at houses to move into. I keep asking her, everyone, can I put Amityville, Amityville windows in this one? No! Like, every single house. I'm like, oh, that would look great. And me and my brother say it all the time, too. We want to have, we want to, we want to get a Dutch colonial because we want to Amityville. Yeah. <laughs> but 
that movie to this day, if it's on TV, I will watch it simply because I want to remember what it was like to be a little kid and scream and run away from a TV screen. Um, and Amityville was one of those first ones that did that for me. This is definitely a movie that freaks me out, man. Absolutely. This was, uh, this app would have been on my list if, you know, we, we had lists regardless of what each other had. So this movie, what's, what's fun, not funny, but what's kind of interesting about this movie is Ron DeFeo, who is the guy who killed the six people in that house, died in March of this year, actually, in prison. Sure yeah. um, so so that's a little little twist of what's happened, you know, even just recently uh, with that story. But but yeah, this, this kind of gets me a little bit because this is, you know, that, that North, that those Northern style homes, uh, I have a lot of my family lives up in that area and have some of these style homes. So it's like now to me, they're all just Amityville homes. So they kind yep. of, you know, freak me out in my in, in my own way. Uh, just kind of when you just step back and you look at them and as, you know, from from afar and they just kind of fit that same description. And it brings you kind of right back to watching this movie a little bit. So um, certainly if it's on a lake as a boathouse and a pool, if it really matches all of those, then it's when you're really getting freaked out. But this yeah, movie man, that's a problem. definitely definitely was another one of those uh, that got you on that supernatural level. Obviously, uh, the religious theme and um, just a whole lot of freaky stuff going on throughout the movie that's going to continue to have you just kind of biting your fingernails if you're that kind of person, which I do all the time. The flies, which, you know, there's a couple of things that had happened um, that are actually sort of true. If you go deep into the investigation, like my crazy ass has, you oh, know, no. the flies were oh, part no. of it, but it had it had everything to do with the fact that the house was closed down after a, like a six people were murdered. They went in there and cleaned it as best as they could. Of course, there's going to be some fucking flies involved. And that's exactly what happened. So there was a bunch of stuff that they stretched. And it wasn't until the <laughs> Lutz family went and spoke to um, a uh, an attorney about the story is when this story started coming up and that's when subsequently this movie was made but no matter it doesn't matter if it was made on, on fake or real pretenses it fucking stuck with me my entire life terrified me it would have been number one if not for a more recent horror film taking over as uh more terrifying to me so uh what is your number one all-time horror mm -hmm. film man so uh, there's so many out there but this one in particular I think stands out because it was just so well done. It's an incredible story. Absolutely is something that isn't going to, it's not a slasher movie, but the character, your hero, man, come on, man. You can't get any better than this. It is The Shining. How oh, come on, man? Come on. You know it. It's this movie. So true. I, I mean, I don't need to explain it. I know everybody knows what the movie is about, um, but it, it's, a, it's a slower movie. This is something that takes a little bit of time. You have to be introduced to the characters. Jack Nicholson yeah. plays an incredible, incredible uh, aspiring writer, recovering alcoholic, and he, he winds up going, of course, hey, it's Colorado. He's in the Rockies taking care of that Overlook Hotel um, over the wintertime. So he's supposedly got this place to itself. Um, once the winter storm kind of leaves and everything, it's kind of all by itself. There's no people around anymore. Uh, his sanity deteriorates completely due to influences of supernatural forces from this hotel. Um, as you go throughout the movie, it just, to me, it steps it up with the wackoness that's your thinking as a viewer, because you're wanting to know where this movie goes. You know, you're wanting, if you yeah. didn't read this book, if you didn't have any idea what was going on and you watch this movie, uh, knowing it's going to be a horror movie, you're really wondering what's happening and what's where. When are you going to get scared? Just wait, <laughs> because you're going to get scared. The way this movie, and again with kids, man, to, uh, it's another one with the long hallways. You, yeah. It is. Yeah. You see it with me, right? These long hallways again. Same thing in a hotel room. Are you kidding me? Those look like two men dressed as little girls. <laughs> this can't happen. You can't have freaky faces like that, man. Uh, I, you, how do you go to sleep at night with that? You know, you're not thinking everywhere you go, red rom, red rom. You got the real girls riding tricycle anywhere. Thank God tricycles don't look like that anymore. All these things. It's just way, way too much. And it steps up even more. When you think you're at that level with this movie, when when the, the scary stuff starts happening, and now you're really getting into it, 
it takes it to another level again as this movie progresses just within your mind as you're watching this thing. I, I'm telling you, this is this is the type of movie. And you gotta you gotta be awake. Don't be falling asleep on your couch. Wake up, pay attention, watch this movie. It's one of the greatest performances by Jack Nicholson in any movie he's ever done. Much less let it be a movie that's a you know a rewrite you know book to screen type of movie, which. As you know, don't do great. You know, we don't have Pet Cemetery on here. We don't have It on here. We don't have Misery on here, uh, which are great movies, you know, but, yeah. you know, it, the adaption sometimes of some of these fantastic books uh, to try to make that work to a to, to movie and have it translate to the screen doesn't always work. Uh, it did here, uh, as far as I know. I didn't read oh, the yeah. book, but from what people tell me, it's pretty damn freaky as well. So this movie, absolutely my number one horror movie for so many reasons. But the biggest one is just the way this movie's done. Perfect actors. Everybody that needed to be in this movie was was cast perfectly. You didn't need many, um, but they worked very well together uh, to 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 give you the scare you needed to get from just watching a movie that took place in one spot, pretty much one hotel throughout throughout the entire movie. Yeah, you get to you get to really sort of see a downward spiral of Jack uh, and and. and how he sort of comes undone obviously and you know i've been to the i've been to the stanley hotel i've been to estes park mm -hmm. i know a lot of that stuff has a lot to do with the influences and stuff like that really what it is is if you happen to be in an old hotel like that especially back then and snowed in Oof. um after you know a very very long time of that happening you don't have anywhere to go it's very easy for especially if you're not sleeping well you start hallucinating, I'm sure. There's a lot of fucking things that you think are happening that's not happening. But Kubrick does such an amazing job of sort of stretching this out, like Ken was saying, over a slow burn to where it builds to this end where you don't even understand what the fuck is happening. I remember walking in and looking in at that rabbit and being like, all right, I don't even fucking know anymore, dude. That's it. It's just some weird dude in a bunny rabbit costume. Uh, I, what looked to be like performing some sort of sexual act on somebody in a chair uh, but I remember that. I remember the old person in the tub. Um, there's just a lot of really messed up shit going on in that movie, and uh, you're damn right. It does. Be it does belong on that list, man. The way uh, it's made, too. I mean, just yeah. and and I think it, it, just for the time. Obviously, you watch it today, and you're not surprised by what you're seeing. But you know, things like the steady cam and the way that they were able to kind of just glide you through parts of that hotel. Um, you needed to be able to have that because it's just, it was such a vast hotel depending on what room he was in at the time or you know the actor at that moment was as far as where they were at um i i just appreciated i guess truthfully like the cinematography that went with this movie uh being that you really were just indoors you know there was there was very little shown outdoors they quickly showed you kind of what was going on them coming in it's a couple of people going out and and you really didn't see outside at all in this movie it just it was all inside this hotel and and it's hard for me to imagine they put a movie together close to three hours long and they're able to put that you know and make this all kind of make sense um and make one of the greatest horror movies ever yeah it definitely was one of the greatest horror films ever man i um i don't know man i i it stuck with me for a long time i think as i got older it it maybe it maybe got scarier to me as you start realizing really sort of like what happens to you if you ever get to this point where you're mentally not doing well uh you start getting to this point where you're you're just you're not feeling good you know mm -hmm. like you start you start saying to yourself is there any way you could ever get to that point that he gets to and then i think as an adult you quickly realize fuck yeah i could get there real quick. <laughs> totally uh, it doesn't really need to go that it didn't even need to really go that far for me to get to where i need to get but Where's yeah, my axe? Movie... I'm getting an axe. <laughs> oh, I uh, I think that movie stuck with me for a while too. I, I I don't know. I think maybe as I got older, like I said, I got scarier, and then I started realizing, well, you know, it's kind of it's kind of freaky, but you know, it 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 wasn't really a horror film, but yeah, it is. It's a horror film because it's it fucking horrifying, dude. Is a horror film, and it's a psychological horror. I mean, which is what we're dealing with with a lot a lot of these different movies that I obviously are on my list here. I'm into the ones that kind of mess with your head a little bit or yeah, just straight out a, slasher. One of the two. This movie blends a couple of, couple of those things. My yes, number does. one all time favorite horror film 
that is all sorts of wacky, messed up, <laughs> terrifying, and still follows almost every rule of a good horror film is Rob Zombie's classic House of a Thousand Corpses. Now, as, a, as you know, at this point, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of horror films. Up until this movie, I didn't think there would be anybody that could come out there that could do anything extremely different. Um, I'm obviously wrong, but uh, <laughs> Rob Zombie is one of those guys that came in and made a movie that was equal parts um, Texas Chainsaw um, and uh, what's that one with the uh, the mutants and the um... Toxic Avenger. Yeah, no, 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 no. The oh. one where they, they oh, God damn it, I can't believe I'm blanking on it. He took the classic movies and sort of made it his own. Um, the fact that he had sort of all the things that you would need, the fact that you stopped off at the wrong place and decided to stop mm-hmm. by uh, Captain Spaulding's uh, house of whatever the hell it was, where he sewed together different kinds of dead animals and put them on display and shit the like Museum that. Museum of Monsters and Madmen. Right. You follow, follow the Firefly family. Um, who uh, is very sort of Texas Chainsaw, um, mm-hmm. Dr. Death, which Dr. was Satan. actually... Dr. Dr. Satan, Satan was, sorry. The, was the, the local legend. That guy, <laughs> he really, really messed me up, dude. There was something yep. about his scenes that I was absolutely terrified by. Um, and at the same time, I remember being extremely confused at this because I was in love with Baby um i just and this is rob zombie's wife sherry moon zombie uh who's in all of those movies but baby firefly was just dude she was and the thing about her is they utilize her as the trap she was the super sexy blonde girl and she would lure stupid dudes into the trap of being killed and that's exactly how it happened um um the the it, it follows basically people pulling off on the wrong side of the or in, a, in an area they didn't belong going into this house of uh, oddities like you said and then just sort of becoming hunted and uh it's pretty amazing at how it happened man that dr satan shit at the end really messed me up yeah uh, the, definitely falling into the well and then being broken into it that it played on everything claustrophobic running right. it was it was shot very close and, and and it was just i just think one of the best horror films i've ever seen and i love what i love what rob zombie did with the halloween franchise as well but yeah. um, house of a thousand corpses as an original film is absolutely my all-time favorite horror film i love that you put this on your list i mean it, this is a movie that i a hundred percent love this movie i watch this movie because i'm a fan of Rob Zombie. And I was like, all right, let's see what this guy puts together. I had a feeling it was going to be pretty out there. And it was. And I absolutely love it. I mean, Devil's Rejects, you know, not not as good. This particular movie, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And again, it's, it's based off a true story. And, and this the way that it plays out, um, you know, even utilizing some of the same character name, not character names, but I mean, real names from the story. He just really kind of put, obviously played off of that. But the way that he did it and i think um just the the crazy characters that you meet because this is kind of what happens once they kind of go on to this you know into this museum and they're taken prisoner essentially they keep trying to escape and all these different things happens to them and they have to play games to try to stay or or you know one guy gets his, gets his head partially scalped because he doesn't guess you know baby's favorite movie star and you know the otis and tiny get disguised as scarecrows you know, to attack them in the driveway. I mean, all these crazy things happen that while you're watching this movie, you just don't expect to happen. You're like, human beings aren't going to do this to other human beings, are they? And they they are. And just, Chris Hardwick. That's a, Chris Hardwick is the guy who gets his his uh, he gets scalped. He gets partially scalped, right? Yeah, right. And I mean that that, that these, but it really does make you cringe in the sense of like oh. they're not going to do this. Like no, humans don't do this to humans. I, I feel like that's what I keep saying to myself. That that's not real. Oh, that's going to happen. And and these are people that just kind of hey, they just fell into the wrong place at the wrong time. So you're putting yourself in those positions too, because it's not one of these movies that you know you're being preyed upon for a certain reason this could have been anybody <laughs> it's, yeah uh, it's played a, by a uh, ray wilson movie. here from uh, the office Rain, yeah. you know we are we we have a lot of uh, a lot of great little cameos in this and yep. he's obviously another guy I, I believe actually he becomes 
they mix him with like a carp or a fish or something, right? Don't they? Don't they? Yeah, they take apart his body and mix it with right. another yeah. animal. It's pretty cool, oh, yeah. dude. It's really awesome. Awesome. I'm really glad you chose that. That's a really good pick, man. I wouldn't. I didn't even think of anything. Thank from, you, Brandy. Those Thank have eyes. There we go. So there you there go. go. This movie was a cross between Texas Chainsaw and Hills Have Eyes because yes. of the, mut the mutant family and just all of that shit like right, oh thank right. you so much i was gonna go crazy that was the one you're that. thinking of though yeah they, but you're right though it does and that little tape recorder they have buried in a nameless grave <laughs> buried over and over i was like oh my god enough like he just rob zombie had a way of figure he just figured it out man he figured out how to say i can make this movie and scare people the way i was scared in 76 when i saw chainsaw and all these other movies but right you know these have a these had a visceral reaction to me my list is i, I there's things that i can draw um off of in in current life because of these horror films so that's why these made my list man they scared the shit out of me man I'm, and as did yours too so uh, I'll run by. I'll run down my top five real quick. Number five is The Exorcist. Number four, Evil Dead Two. Number three, Jaws. And it, and it. Two, la, la, the Amityville Horror. <laughs> and number one, House of a Thousand Corpses. And number five for Ken was Paranormal Activity. Number, number four, four, The Ring. Number three. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street, part Nightmare one only. <laughs> Friday the 13th will be number two. Only one through four, really, but one and two are the best. And my favorite horror movie is The Shining. Here's Johnny. Here's Johnny. Yeah, that's just, oh my God, man. Those are some <laughs> scary movies, dude. Those are scary movies. So. So I watch those movies. You... It's October. Pick a couple. If you haven't seen them, grab a couple of these movies. Get the family, sit down, check it out, scare your 12 to 15-year-old. Probably not much younger than that. I don't know. It depends on the kind oh. of parent you are. It's not up to me to judge you or decide how you parent. Don't care. Do what you like. I watched these when I was 10 or 11. Sorry, Mom. I don't think you knew. I love you if you're watching. I yeah, did. I'm trying to figure out. I, I remember watching these when they came out, which was way you way too young for me to be yeah, watching these movies. I think I, I think I watched them a little too young as well. But um, yeah, that's why, you know, they scare me still to this day because it kind of brings me back to when I was young and really scared. So even if I watch the movies now and they're not as scary, they're, they still kind of bring me back there to when I was younger and was frightened by them. So they have that kind of scare factor going. Look at this. God we still bless. did an hour on this thing, man. So I know. When we try to go short, we can't. Hope you all liked it, though. Yeah. Thanks for joining know, us. I was going to say, I appreciate everybody who came in and commented and, and actually talked with us. It's always a treat to have that happen. Yes, it is. Um, any honorable mentions? I'm glad you asked, Tammy. Okay. I have one. Yeah. Okay. I, have I, got one. A I got two. I got one we mentioned, but okay. There's a movie called High Tension. I don't oh, know if anybody's ever seen this. This, again, was not an American film. I believe it was a French film. Um, about two friends who go on the road and uh, insanity ensues. One of the greatest twist endings I've ever seen in a horror film. And again, this wasn't so much a horror film as it was sort of a psychological twisted thriller with murder involved and fucking terrifying right, shit. Right. But um, yes, go see High Tension. I've never seen, well, I think it's actually this, I don't know if it's the same version, but you can, you can audibly see that these folks are not talking very good English <laughs> throughout it, but check it out high tension is a is a is a great psychological horror film check it out i just have uh three i'll mention them real quick they're all people you've heard of every single one of them before but these didn't make my top five but they're still good poltergeist which we talked about a little bit earlier and again yes. it just freaked me out at the time um the other one would be halloween because i still love mike myers and appreciated the halloween and and of course just everything i went with that slasher movie and You're Candyman, right. man Candyman freaked me out i gotta say so i came out in 92 right i was leaving high school and uh, that movie just freaked me out a little bit as well. So I, I didn't quite make the top five, but still a freaky movie. Ooh, I've got another one. Jeepers Creepers. Uh, yeah. I thought that was a pretty, and, and again, I, I what I was looking for as a fan who grew up watching the greatest horror films that were ever alive and ever, ever came out, I was looking for something different. I was always looking for something that no one had ever thought of. And that Jeepers Creepers did a great job of mixing sort of that, that Jeepers, that happiness of that music mixed in with that creature. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was a pretty cool. I thought it was a, actually a great concept the way they put it together. That and then they made Leprechaun after that to try to make it. Similar. Oh my lord! 
which is terrible. Don't watch the Procon. Do not. Do not. I mean, check it out, dude. If you're real baked. Oh, I don't, don't even do that. It'll screw you. Not, it's you it's know. a horrible Irish. Watch one of these other movies we're talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thank you for hanging out with TCSP and our top five horror movies episode. We'll be sure to do something uh, Halloween based. Uh, I am a Halloween baby. I was born on Devil's Night, so we might do uh, something around that time. I don't know. But uh, at any rate, thanks for hanging out, guys. We love you so much, and we'll see you next time.